In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the evening everyone and welcome to another great edition of ghost chronicles the next generation i am ron kolick your host the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown the unexplained and the unbelievable new england zone van helsink with me all the way from the uh where, where is that place all the way from the uh Isolation uh, of the hospital uh, where she suffered from some rare disease. My co-host, the queen of East Bridgewater, the blonde bombshell, and Ron Way Kerrigan. Oh, my God. Are you going to make it? Are you all right? <laughs> I am just so good today. You're so good? Really? Yes. Okay. All right. So, you almost didn't make the show, but you're here, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm here. Ta-da! Ta-da! I'm really happy. No, I'm really happy because I was upset that I was going to have to miss the show because I almost had to work, and uh, thankfully my coworker <laughs> recovered from his illness in the nick of time and saved me. So, there you go. So you all get me. Here I am. <laughs> for better or worse. For, yeah, right. That's what it says. Yeah, that's right. Richer or poor. That's right. Sickness right. and health. <laughs> Something and like that. All. You know, <laughs> written in blood. Trust I'm me. Glad you, I'm glad you were paying attention. Forty years next year. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Yep. 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 Doesn't happen too often these days. Nope. 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 I've been married next in this May. Uh, what is it? Twenty twenty-seven. Really? Twenty-seven years. Yeah. In May, what day? I was a child bride. Uh, May twenty-sixth. <laughs> Really? Yeah. My, my anniversary is May 13th. Well, must have How been a lucky month. How do you like month. that? Imagine that. We both got married in the same month. Bizarre. <laughs> and you know what other You know what other anniversary is coming up in May? Um, I don't know. Tell me. My one-year anniversary as your co-host. Get out. Seriously. It seems like forever. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, what, what, what? We can begin and we can end. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I really can't believe, I can't believe it's been almost a year. I just, uh, See? Time I, flies by when you're having fun. I and, feel like I just started yesterday. And working with me, I'm sure, it was fun. Uh, it's something like that. If there was a one word to describe it, I'm sure that's the one you would use. <laughs> 
fun, 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 fun. There you go. <laughs> hey, I, 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 you know, they found some uh, radioactivity in some of the rainwater in Massachusetts, mm. right? Yes. And then they found some radioactivity in snow in New Hampshire. Like, and then everybody's got their pennies in a bunch because, like, mm-hmm. you know, all was ready. You know what? It's, people don't realize, but right. when I was growing up, I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up during the uh, Cold War. I mean, mm-hmm. we were taught to uh, duck Christ and cover. Christ was a corporal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, they, were do, they were doing, uh, um, what do you call that, uh, atmospheric testing of bombs. I mean, we had radiation right. all over the place. And that, yeah. And, and it was a lot more than we have from that little dinky uh, right. reactor in uh yeah. I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. I feel extremely bad for the people of Japan, and I really, really feel bad for them. And I mention them in my prayers every night. But um, yeah. it, you know, it, it, we, you know, we certainly, especially. I'm talking about here in the United States. Everybody panicking and everything is right. like, no. I mean, we had it in our milk and everything else. I can remember. Oh my God! Oh, Imagine. Yeah. 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 Look at me. I'm fine. Hey. Oh, <laughs> just look. Ron, no, hair, but, I mean, that's, uh, that could happen to anyone. <laughs> of, of Cold War experimentation. <laughs> that was me. So, anyways, we have a, a guest, and we, we've got her on hold, which is not nice to do. So, I guess no. we should bring her on the line. I think um, so. She is a young lady who uh, has written a book. Well, she's written several books. Mm-hmm. And this particular one is, is what, Anne? Uh, it is <laughs> Lost Loot. Lost Loot. No, I know. I know. Lost Loot. Ghostly New England Treasure Tales. See. So without further ado, why don't we bring on Patricia Hughes. Pat, you there? I am. Hi. Hi, Patricia. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? What do you want to be called, Pat or Patricia? Uh, either one. Patricia is what my um, writing name is, but most of my friends call me Pat, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, so by the end of the interview, you won't like me, so I won't be one of <laughs> That's them. That's fine. I'll be Pat. <laughs> uh, in all honesty, I really wanted to get my hands on this book, and I mean, I usually do, uh, but for some reason, uh, Schiffler didn't send it to us, so oh, no. I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but any, anyways... Um, this is real. This is not your first book about ghosts and treasure, is it? No, it's well. Actually, my first book is Lost Loot: Ghosts and England Treasure Tales. Right. My second book is Maine's Waterfalls, and then my third book is more Lost Loot: Ghostly uh, New England uh, Treasure Tales. Uh, the first book, Lost Loot, covers Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and the second, more Lost Loot, covers um, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island. Woo-hoo. Neat. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so it is my third book, but there, two of them are about Lost Loot in New England. So there you go. So, I mean, what possessed you to write about Lost Loot? I mean, did well, you find some? Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> uh, I have a story I could tell you about that. But the reason I wrote the first book, because I hadn't found anything when I wrote the first book, is that I'm a, a writer for Lost Treasure magazine. It's a magazine that covers Lost Treasure stories, but it's basically out west. And mm-hmm. the management at the time, like about 20 years ago, wanted to have um, a New England correspondent. They wanted someone to find New England treasures and write for their magazine. So I started collecting treasure stories, um, and what I found is that basically treasure stories always have some sort of na- supernatural twist to them. It's, it's amazing how they are ghosts and treasures connected, and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's because usually if we're talking pirate treasure, it was a very violent, and they did actually kill the crew members when they buried the treasure to guard the treasure, but ah. also they didn't want them to talk about it. And the second reason is that people didn't want you to find the treasure. So if they put a little supernatural 
curse or haunting on it. It, it. Remember, we come from a Puritan stock here in New England, so, you know, we're superstitious to begin with, and we're going right. to believe, and no one's going to really look for that treasure too hard. So it, <laughs> they always went hand in hand, and the stories are just absolutely fascinating. So that that's how I started to gather the stories to write uh, Lost Loop. That's great. Yeah, that's, it's, that's, it's that's cool. an exciting kind of. I, I mean, you know, it can't ever be boring, right? <laughs> no, it, it never is. And, and I, I'll tell you, people do ask me the story. And I, when I wrote Lost Loot, I hadn't found anything. But because I did write Lost Loot, and because I am a correspondent for Lost Treasure magazine, uh, actually the Bangor Ghost Hunters here in Maine um, contacted Lost Treasure. They found a lost town. And in their explorations, and they didn't—they they didn't know how to write about it or how to research it to find out what's going on. Other than they knew that they found a ghost town, and so they contacted Lost Treasure and said, "You know, do you have anyone in here in Maine that can help us write this story? You know, go up and explore it and research it and everything." So, Lost Treasure called me and said, "You know, would you mind going and finding out what what these people found?" And I said, "Okay." And I thought perhaps they found an old homestead. You know, I I didn't know exactly what to think, mm-hmm. so I did. I went up with them. Um, to, we, we hiked about five miles into the woods, and they actually did find a lost town, complete with a school. There's two oh. cemeteries in it. There's stores. There's um, old um, old homesteads. And as we researched the story, as I researched the story, um, it was on Little Buffalo Stream, and not because we have buffaloes in Maine, but because they used to tan buffaloes there. It was a tannery town, an old tannery town called Riceville. And this town... Um, in 1902, there was a cholera epidemic up here in Maine, and everybody in town died. And the story was that um, they were bringing up a wagon load of buffalo hides um, to the tannery on Little Buffalo Stream, and uh, they, they went into town, and everybody was dead. So, of course, oh. they freaked out and threw the um, hides over the, wa- uh, over the wagon, and they took off. And they did tell Maine about it, and, Maine, and the Maine's authorities went up and buried all the dead people in a mass grave. But cholera was a horrible disease as, as it still is and right. people were too scared and they, and they literally forgot about the town and we found the buffalo hides on the side of the trail and i have photos of them it's, it's incredible and the store we, we found five dollar gold pieces um you know <laughs> town, and it's just it's an amazing archaeological site which maine has since since we broke the story a couple years ago maine has kind of taken over it and said, you know, we don't want people up in here because it's an archaeological site at this point because it's a town that's been arrested um, in, in, in 1902. Um, and the only thing we haven't found yet is a tannery. There, there, there must be a tannery up there somewhere, but as far as I know, we haven't, no one's actually found the actual tannery itself. So, but I went to, um, so we were looking for tannery. a photo of what that tan or, or a picture of some sort, and I happened to find one down at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York. They have, they actually had a picture of the old Riceville tannery. Oh my God. So, um, I told Maine that story, and it, uh, actually only about a month ago, um, the Maine, um, uh, tannery historical people called me and said that, um, New York finally gave them a, a copy of the tannery, so they have it hanging in their building. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> so it was a nice circle. Uh, so I did find amazing. a lost town with the help of the Bangor Ghost Hunters. And <laughs> the other crazy. thing that we actually found that was kind of neat, um, my my folks own a um, camp up to Beck Lake here in Maine. And uh, my niece and I, my 8-year-old niece Madeline and I, uh, always go on treasure hunts. Um, basically, it's it's a nature walk through the <laughs> through the woods. <laughs> And they're tearing up the old road up there this past summer. And my niece looked at me and she said, Annie Pat, she said, I found 
I see I see a shiny triangle rock, and I said, well, go pick it up, Madeline, you know, and she went over and picked it up, and we brought, you know, collect, put it in our little pail, and we continued on, and we went back to the camp, and we washed it off, and this particular piece looked really interesting. It was actually triangle, and it looked like it had been fluted and, 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 and handmade um, with a little notch on the bottom like it belonged on a, on a stick of some sort, and I said, you know, Madeline, I said, I think this might be a little more than just a triangle rock, right. <laughs> and uh, I brought it to um, the University of Maine, and it ends up being an eight thousand year old arrowhead. Oh my <laughs> god! Really kind of cool. That's so um, so we gave it to Madeline, and um, that actually that story is going to be um, in April two thousand eleven. Lost treasure. So um, it was it's fun. So we have actually found some treasures every once in a while. That's that's most excellent. I have um, never. I I can't imagine that this town just just it just ended like. Uh, and everybody forgot about it. It's, yep. it blow, that blows my mind. There's, yeah. no, there's, there's actually a lot of towns like that. Uh, really? Yeah. Thomas D'Agostino wrote a book of being in villages and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know Thomas. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all about... Uh, it's it's incredible, the lost yeah. towns that... I mean, just there, there's a lost town up in Surbeck, um, not in Surbeck, in, in Brownville, Maine, that um, we found. Um, it's, a, it's near a haunted um, waterfall site, and I was hmm. up there doing some... Um, pictures and, 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 and trying to explore the area up there. It's haunted by a, a little girl that drowned in those rapids. And uh, people say they see her on the side. And I was up there just kind of exploring for my waterfall book. And there, there's a lost town that, that has a little store, and it used to be a mill town. But the mill closed on, mm-hmm. on that stream on, on, Pleasant, on the Pleasant River, and the town just was abandoned. People just moved to somewhere else. They just left. Yeah, just, just left. left. Mm-hmm. That's, Actually, that's not right here. Uh, yeah, I live on the Merrimack River, and uh, in Lowell, which is a city, uh, they actually found in the woods. They found a, a lost Indian village. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. With beaver beaver huts, and uh, that's a special kind of uh, uh, not like a teepee, but it, it was indigenous to the tribe that lived in this area, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, you know, the old saying that, uh, you know, this place is haunted because it's on Indian burial ground. Well, yep. just about everything is Indian burial ground. You're absolutely right. 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 That's right. And a lot of places are haunted because of that. We we pretty much, you know, um, the Indians moved off as we came, came as Europeans came over here. Either they were right. decimated by disease that we that were brought right. over by the Europeans, or they were driven they were driven off. But the Native Americans, and I've done a lot of studies on them for from the Algonquins up here down to the Pequots and Mohegans, you know, in, in southern New England. And basically, the, 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 in the Mohawks, you know, from the, um, a part of the Iroquois, but uh, what, what happened is that they didn't feel they owned the land. This land, it was just something they hunt, they were renting it or, or they just were living on it. So when right. somebody said, I want to buy this property, they, had, they didn't really understand what that meant. Right. So they just said, okay, sure, whatever, you know, give us the whatever you want to give us. But they didn't understand that concept because they never felt they owned it. So we really did just kind of push them off saying, well, you can't come here anymore, which just didn't make any sense to them at the time. So it was just it was a real culture shock to both to both parties, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wars and a lot of deaths and a lot of battles occurred because of those kind of issues. Oh, absolutely. So there were a lot of Indian burial grounds. There's a lot of settler and, and, and European deaths that were buried, you know, in mass graves all over the place. Um, so you, you, it's amazing what you can find and, and what, what does exist if you go into the research and the stories. Wow. Are you, ima- hmm? Imagine the people that walked into that town the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and everybody was still there dead. I mean, mm-hmm. to just walk into that 
it would be like, you know, uh, you know, uh, like the Living Dead, you know, on TV and yeah. The Walking Dead, excuse me, and, yeah. you know, just everybody just dead. Yeah. I can't even imagine that feeling. That's that's crazy. There was actually but, a two-year-old girl that was found walking in the woods that, that said she was Riceville. She died in 1976. I never had a chance to talk to her, but she was the last known resident of, of Riceville, but she was two, and she just... Everybody died, and she just walked oh. into the woods, and they found oh, her. And my God. So they knew Riceville existed. It was just they were terrified to come right. up. To go there. Because of the cholera, and then they they forgot about it. They literally just forgot about the town, wow. which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, we, Nathan in the chat room, by the way, if anybody has any questions, they can uh, log into the Tojinet chat room, and, and uh, or they can go to our Facebook site. What is that? Yeah. Yes, it's uh, Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation on Facebook. If you're chat room shy, just um, pop onto our website and like us, and you can ask us any question you'd like. And I think Nathan has a question in the, in the chat room, doesn't he? he uh... Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, put you on the spot. Anyways, I'll get it then. I'm, uh, well, I'm actually, scrolling. Nathan actually brought up a, a good point. There, you know, there are some famous haunted towns like Dogtown, mm-hmm. uh, Hack, Backer, yep. Bark, I can never say that. Barra Hack and uh, Dudleyville. Yep. Uh, so I mean, everybody knows those towns that are associated with the paranormal. So yep. that that's you know, we shouldn't really be surprised. Right. And Dudley Town really is a cursed town. I talk about it in, in more lawsuit. Um and and I mean it's really a cursed town. There were seven brothers that came over and, and they founded this town. And what they find is that it's very um there's um there's a mineral or, or something in the water, uh, lead or something that they think caused people to go insane. Mm. Um, and and, and, the, and it, it kind of reminds you a lot of the Salem witch trials when the, they think the rye was contaminated and that kind of made the people go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think I think if you look into sometimes if you look into the area, sometimes there's limestone, a lot of limestone, which conducts a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And, and there are places, and I even say that there are places that seem to be that seem to draw haunted and, and treasure stories. That's why they go hand in hand, and that's why you find that there's weird stuff that always seems to go around in a particular area. It, I mean, it's not every place that's haunted, but there are certain places like these towns that. Um, he's talking about that actually have something weird going on, and or or like if you hear about um, like the Moodist sounds in Connecticut, that you know that the, it's there, there's weird stuff that happens in the Moodist area, and there's weird sounds that are heard, and 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 nobody can really explain them even to this day, and they're and they're still heard. And then you hear things that like you know Moodist had an earthquake just recently. You know, it's not it's, oh. just, it's weird stuff that happens, and and usually usually if you go and find these weird stuff. You can find a treasure or some sort of pearls or some sort of gold or so, something is there that it, you don't find all the time. Wow. Which is weird. It, it's just, that's I, and that's what, that's what brought the two, the two together. This, the, the books together was these two connections, treasures and, and hauntings. Wow. So every story in my book, mm-hmm. they have two things in common. One, there's a treasure there, and second of all, it's a haunted site or a supernatural site or a cursed site or something to to do with along those lines. And there's lots of them, enough so I could write two books. And I'm wow. actually working on the third book about New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. There's tons of these stories all over the place. It's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And it's, so, it's cool. It's fun. So I know the, the one that includes Massachusetts isn't out yet, but can you tell us? You know, it is out. It came out it in January. Yeah. Oh, it is out. Oh, yeah. it is Sorry. out. Yeah. That's more lost. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So what... What kind of um, what did you find in Massachusetts? What like interesting kind of 
Is this something that sticks out most in your mind? Um, Massachusetts. I think the Mohawk Valley is absolutely fascinating, and it has incredible amounts of stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you find a lot of um, stories uh, about, um, well, first of all, you have to understand, there is actually a, a gold, and, uh, gold and silver can be found in, in, in New England. It's amazing. There's a, they think that there's an actual mother load of gold and silver that runs from Quebec um, Canada right down through um, Rhode Island. Wow. Uh, it's deep and it's hard to get to, but there is, so there's, there's actually a lot. And you have to understand that um, our area was not only covered with glaciers, but it was covered with lava. We actually had a, a number of lava flows. So there's a lot of things in the earth that created precious metals and precious jewels, you know, um, gemstones. So there's a lot of those to be found, especially in our mountains. Um, and in the Mohawk Valley, of course, there's, um, that's where the Native Americans that was a major trail. So right. there's a lot of Native American artifacts, a lot of Native American stories. There's stories about King Philip and his war, um, and uh, he, he was a he was a Pequot. But um, you know, uh, there's stories there that are, are um, there's military battles that were fought over the Mohawk Valley. Um, it, it's incredible how the whole area is rich and um, and, and that they they have um, a lot of uh, a lot of history there that that creates kind of a, a weird feeling about the Mohawk Valley. And when you go there and, and, and when you visit uh, these places, you can actually feel the, um, you can, you can feel the, the energy there. And, that's kind of, and, that, and when you go to these places, that's what you can feel, which is, which is kind of cool. But for, you know, for just interesting stories, um, Lee, 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 Massachusetts is an interesting place. Um, remember, it, it used to be called Marble Town. There's a whole quarry of marble under there. Mm-hmm. Um, and during the Civil War, um, you know, Lee, Lee um, the counterfeiting was discovered there. And uh, oh. Lynn, Lynn is where um, it's a really fascinating place. And uh, there, there's many, many shipwrecks um, that uh, on the on the Lynn huh? uh, air in the Lynn area. And you Lynn, can find Lynn, City of Sten. Yeah, <laughs> and you can find you know ships that carry two hundred thousand dollars worth of silver coins. Uh, Dungeon Rock is where pirates are said to bury lots of treasure. Uh, it's a park, so digging and, and searching is, is is prohibited. But you have right. to ask permission. You can't just assume you can go. You bring uh, there's a legend of a cave that existed on the mouth of the Saugus River and was destroyed by an earthquake in 1658. And it said that pirates um, buried their treasure in there. Nice. Um, Veal, Thomas Veal was the pirate that buried treasure there. And he supposedly was in the cave when it, the earthquake occurred, so he's dead in there. So it's a haunted uh, treasure. He guards it. I have uh, a question. I sure. have a question. Sure. Um, from our chat room, if someone takes something mm-hmm. from one of these cursed towns, mm-hmm. do bad things happen to that person? Have you run so, across so, any tales? So it said. So it said. Yeah. And um, I can tell you that not necessarily uh, Dudley Town, you'll be arrested. If you go to Dudley Town, I'm oh. just telling you, you will be arrested. Um, if they find you in there, it is absolutely forbidden to go there. Absolutely, wow. I couldn't even go there as an author just to take photos. They absolutely refuse to. State police guard it. They do not allow you in that town for whatever reason. I, I, I don't know why, but they will not. And uh, I know that in Bodie, California, which is another ghost town, and I know that's kind of far from New England, but I know that, <laughs> that, that if you if you listen to the Rangers, I've been to Bodie. If you listen to the Rangers, they say that they have had. Thousands and thousands of people send back things that they took from the town because of bad luck. Oh. They just would send them back and saying, I, I don't want this piece. I mean, it could be anything as simple as a nail. I mean, wow. it's not even anything valuable. But it's just that these places, they're, they're meant to be left alone. Now, the things in Riceville, 
the gold coins and stuff that were found, ninety percent of them, for whatever reason, and, and it wasn't. I don't know the answer to this, but ninety percent of them were donated and given to the state museum. They did, people didn't want them. Wow! I don't know why. I mean, I, I never heard any stories, but who knows? Actually, actually uh, Marika Stonehenge up in uh, Salem, New Hampshire. That mm-hmm. I remember uh, interviewing uh, some of the people that worked there, and uh, she told me a story of uh, these two little old ladies that uh, came in one day and put some rocks on that counter and said, we don't want them, we don't want them. And she said, what do you mean? We were here yesterday, we took these rocks home, and, we, and uh, next thing we know, there was a, a seven-foot Indian in our living room, so oh. they brought him back the next day. Very oh. cool. So, <laughs> some of rock. these sites may, may be, uh, you know, they may be just cursed or, or haunted. So, Yeah, you, you never know. Um to get back to Massachusetts, Nantucket Island is extremely haunted and mm-hmm. and and very very treasure rich because of the shipwrecks that were there. Right. And remember that Nantuck- most islanders, including the Cape and including Martha's Vineyard and all the islands out there, um, they were uh, wreckers that what or mooncusters they're called. And what they did is they found out it was a whole lot easier to to wreck ships and get their um, <laughs> get their whatever they had on there. They killed the survivors. And there, you, all along the beaches of Cape Cod, you'll hear stories that. People will say they see people coming out of the wreckers uh, back in the day when wreckers was when they did wreck. That mm-hmm. there's stories that the the dead would come out of the sea and drag the, the wreckers into the sea with them. Ah, yes, yeah, because they used about to, that, you know, and they and used to lure the ships in with false lights to make yes. them think right that it right. was a lighthouse that's, that's and they wrecked. Yeah, Palatine Light was made famous by uh, uh, John was a Greenleaf Lydia, I think it was yep. right. Right, yeah. he wrote the poem. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, but even that—that's uh, it's hard to separate the legend from the truth in that. It's true, and 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 a lot of people will say that to me, Pat. You know, how, how, why is it? You know, it's a lot of it is legend, and that's true. But what I did to make it a little more, um, to make the the treasure stories a little more is that with for the pirate treasures, um. The pirates never left maps. So if you ever anyone tries to sell you a pirate map, it's it's a lie. They they were illiterate basically, <laughs> and they didn't want you to find their stuff. I'm telling you. So they never made maps where they buried stuff. But um, who remember they went down to the very rich Caribbean and stole from the Spanish treasure fleet, bringing all the gold and silver out of um, South America, and they bring it up to New England. Why? Because New England became their bank. This was a very in the 1500s. This was a very isolated, uh, out of the way, no one ever comes up here kind of place. And well, Pat, busy. you're going to have to hold for a minute because oh, okay. the bank is going to close. We have to take a break now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are listening to Ghost Chronicles, The Next Generation, with Ann Carrigan and Ron Kolick, and our very special guest has been Patricia Hughes. And we will be right back after these following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. 
Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDeswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Tugginet.com. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest, Patricia Hughes, author of Lost Loot, Ghostly New England Treasure Tales. Hi. Yeah. Anyway, back. <laughs> uh, before I forget, which I usually do, uh, Patricia, why don't you give out your website? Yeah, www.patriciahughes.net. And where can they get your books? Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Borders, a lot of local places, um, and if they go to my website, they see all the places that um, sell my book. I have it on the um, website, but you can get it almost anywhere. There you go. Thank you. Get them almost anywhere. Now, uh, I actually know something, too, is that you're working on a TV show right now, I understand. Yes, yes I am. Well, yes, I'm part of a television show. The That's Real a Treasure good way That's okay. right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I, I actually already have filmed the two episodes um, talking about my books with um, the, the people that are doing this. And um, we are currently preparing, I guess, to um, go in and um, I, I, they've asked me to be a judge to pick the contestants that will actually go on some of these treasure hunts. Um, and I guess that's going to be down in, in Newport, Rhode Island. And I don't have the date or any, I don't know any of the details yet, unfortunately, but um, that will definitely be coming up this summer sometime, um, that we will pick contestants that will actually be able to go on some of the treasure hunts that um, it will be covered in the um in, in the on the series, including, to see what they can find. <laughs> including spending the night at some foundations that are supposedly haunted. Yep. Yeah. And how do I know? Because I am also in this project. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. Wow. Oh, and actually, it's so. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know a lot about the details of what's happening at this point. I do know that I just finished filming a couple weeks ago the two episodes that I'll be doing, and um, I know that they're thinking about coming up and and. Um, you know, seeing if they could find some of the treasures I talk about in Lost Loot. So it's kind of exciting. And I, I wish them a lot of luck. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's going to be called The Real Treasure treasure Hunters. Right. So it, it's kind of neat. But anyways, um, the interesting thing is that I know this gentleman who lives out in Western Mass, and he swears that he has found uh, a pirate's uh, den or whatever that, they used to hang out. He says it's got a cannon there and everything else. And uh, he won't give up the information. Mass? Yeah, Western Mass. What would well, the pirates do in that far inland? Uh, they went up the river. Yeah. Really? Oh, There's yeah. There's also pirate treasure on the Kennebec River in Maine. I mean, they did go up rivers on the Hudson River. I mean, they went up all kinds of rivers. Oh, absolutely. Pirate treasure, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's very true. And actually, the Native Americans, if you listen to some of their oral traditions, they help the pirates bury treasure. Usually in swamps in in Rhode Island and Mass in Connecticut, they buried a lot of pirate treasure in swamps because why? Because people didn't like to go into swamps. Right. They're all these very weird places. And the Native American tales, uh, the oral tradition tells of a lot of pirate treasure were buried in swamps in in those two states. So. Neat. Yep. Now, have, have you ever found a pirate treasure? No, I haven't, but no. Barry Clifford did in 1984 off of Cape Cod. He found the, the widow. The widow. The Samuel, the Samuel Bellamy pirate yes. ship, yep, and it was filled to the brim with treasure. Mm, and interesting about Samuel Bellamy is that he actually was, um, he actually uh, started um, a, a communist um a communist colony in Machias, Maine, and he was actually headed back to Machias. This was supposedly his last treasure um Raid or plunder um, that he that he was going to go on. He was going to retire. They say that he has fifty um, fifty vaults buried under the near the uh, underground in the mouth of the Machias River. That he and, and he was on his last one when the widow was wrecked off of Cape Cod, Wellfleet Cape Cod. And wow. Barry Clifford in nineteen eighty four did find that ship, and it was definitely the widow and was definitely you know, and, and it was it, all hands died on, on the on the ship. Obviously, when it went down in the storm. Right. Um, but he was on his way back um, on supposedly his last treasure plunder. So, yeah, wow. I've I've actually heard even that um, the Tingsboro Mall uh, parking mm-hmm. lot is underneath the parking lot is buried treasure as well. Yeah, I, I have also heard that too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. don't think they would have dug it up when they were building the mall? If they knew where it was, they right. might have. <laughs> well, how well, and not only that, but remember, things be? like land land changes in in five hundred years. So a lot's been built up. So it could even even if you think it's not that far down, it could be two hundred, three hundred feet down. That's I suppose. right. It could have tank. It could have. Yeah. I mean, remember, yeah. you know, land changes and it it upheavals, and we have earthquakes and landslides mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff happens, and mm-hmm. uh, the land changes. So it could be very a lot deeper. I mean, on the islands, off the coast, all, all, the entire New England coast, all the it's islands changed. have treasure They all stories. changed. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, they, 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 they found some, too. And that, that in the books, I also describe what has been found. Um, but there, there's supposedly more or, or, you know. The other thing, too, is that I, I always ask myself, would people really say if they found the treasure? Because you end up owing a lot of money. Right. <laughs> Once you find it, I mean, you owe the federal government and the local government and the state government, and now Spain's come in and said they stole it to begin with, so they want a piece of it. And... <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> they stole it first. Yeah, everybody wants a piece of it. <laughs> everybody wants a piece of that treasure. But, I mean, I don't know what you do with a piece of eight, you know, if you found I mean, it's, you know. Right. So you can't right. really go spend it anywhere. So I don't right. know. It's kind of interesting. Are you, you going to bring it down to the pawn shop? I mean, really. You could, you could actually melt it down, then you wouldn't. Well, I suppose. Oh, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. true. But speaking about melting down, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> They've been stealing statues, bronze statues, off the lawns out in California, including the 800-pound moose. Ugh. And it's like, how do you steal an 800-pound moose? And then where do you bring it to heaven and melt it down? Yeah, this right. is my moose. I want to melt it down. <laughs> Whatever. I'm sick of looking at it. The world's strange. I have nowhere. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a strange place. <laughs> and, and of course, the, uh, it, there's always talk about pi- pirate treasure at the uh, Star Island and the Isle of Shoals up in that oh, area. Oh yeah, they're, well. they're the most haunted islands ever, and they're extremely scary. The Native Americans would even go out to them. They thought mm-hmm. they were strange even at that time. So. Wow! Before anything weird happened, and I mean the story, the ghost stories, and the treasure there is is on all the islands. I mean, Blackbeard was there, and 
um, which is a, another famous pirate, as well as supposedly Kid. But Kid was everywhere. He he. I I, I tend to wonder how many how many Kid treasures are really Kid treasures versus, versus yeah, other exactly. pirates. But um, you know, Blackbeard. I mean, those stories are amazing. And to this day, they. I mean, the Dash is is another ghost ship, kind of like the Flying Dutchman that that you know goes through those waters. That you know, if you see it, it means impending doom. And uh-huh. um, it's just. It, I mean, those islands are really neat. Yeah, places, last time you know? it was seen was when Obama got elected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. Uh, uh, Patch, uh, Patrick, yeah, here we go. Uh, Patricia. Yes. Uh, you have been dealing with treasures for a long time, so I want to get your take on Oak Island. Mm-hmm. What, what is your thoughts on Oak Island? Or what, for those who don't know, I mean, who doesn't know about Oak Island? Do you, do you know the history of it? Yes, I do. Why I don't. don't you give a quick synopsis for us? You don't, uh, I don't. You really don't? I really don't. You have to tell me these things. Were you blonde? Oh, you are. Yeah, a little right. bit. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Patricia. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, Oak Island is an a island off of Nova Scotia um, that supposedly has a pirate treasure, and supposedly it's it's been found, but it keeps sinking deeper and deeper, and they ended up digging so deep that it flooded out with seawater um, <laughs> eventually, and, and, the, and they just keep they, – they piled – Millions and millions of dollars into this place to find this supposed treasure. Uh, in a synopsis, that, that's the a lot of people have died looking for it, and a lot of people have gone broke looking for it, and nothing's ever been found except for you know stories and anecdotal information. They found a chest once, and you know various yeah, the, things like that. Supposedly, the Oak Island Pit. Uh, they, there's certain layers uh, with uh, um, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it, but uh, it's it's like a, a divider. And they go down so far, and then it floods with seawater and everything. Some people actually believe that the, the this was uh, the treasure of um, the Knights Templar yep. that were buried there. Uh, this, yeah, this actually, in, in, the, in the Confederate, also that Confederate, um, yep. the Confederate, um, you know, the, the lost treasure of the Confederate Army. Yep. I think that could be it too. Um, I've heard wow. both the Knights Templar yeah. and the. Oh, I, they don't know. That's the thing that makes right. it cool. That's the whole thing about this cool stuff. You know, yeah. treasures like that. It's. it's well, I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd spend a lot of money going up to Oak Island looking for it. Um, but <laughs> I, I think I think that for something that elaborate. I mean, it, some, it, why would somebody do that? Is my question. Mm-hmm. If they're not trying to protect something, or I mean, right. why would go to all that trouble to build these layers and all that? I, I don't. I don't know why someone would do that so long ago. I mean, the, the settlers and pioneers had a hard life, and they didn't have a lot of time to waste just doing something for right. no apparent reason. So my, my answer is that I think there's something there, but I have absolutely no idea what it is. And I have right. no idea how you could possibly get to it. I do think it's booby-trapped. I mean, that's a very um, – people would booby-trap their treasures. They did not want people to find them. That's the whole point. And they mm-hmm. did booby-trap them. And maybe they maybe there's a secret way that if you don't know the way in – you're not going to get in, and 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 so I, my take on it is that there, to me, there must be something there, but I have absolutely no, I I haven't been able to find any definitive what it could be. I've heard no. stories just like everybody else has, but I've never really been, I never, and I never researched it all that closely either, so I really shouldn't say it. there's no answer. It's just that I've heard stories, and it's a fascinating thing, and I just don't know why somebody would would do that if just as a joke or as a you know. Right. I just, right. I, I don't think they would. 
I, I actually had a, a gentleman on the show uh, a while back from uh, Nova Scotia who did a lot of research into that island. And, and of course, the island is privately owned, which is Correct. another thing. Uh, but I believe uh, somebody in the chat room actually said FDR was uh, looking for, and that's true, there, there was a lot of money and a lot of famous people that were involved in this, this treasure hunt, and yet nothing was really, you know, of any substantial uh, was found. So, well, it's kind of like Montezuma's treasure out in out in the West. You know, there's supposedly a lot of stuff that is hidden. That you know, um, that of course now you can't go on the site because it's on the on the missile base. But I mean, it's <laughs> it's 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 fascinating stuff, and you kind of wonder these stories. And you know, treasure tales. People like to exaggerate, and you understand that. But it's like those stories. stories. Persisted, huh? That's like ghost stories. That's right. But, right. These, but these have persisted for a long time, and and, and you, people go to great lengths, I think, you know, to, I don't know, there's, there's, there's some, sometimes there's a grain of salt in these stories, and you have to dig pretty deep to find them, but they're, they're, it, it, that's kind of part of the fun, is, you know, how, how much of it is true and how much of it is legend. And, and that's kind of, I leave that up to the reader and up to the person doing the research, because sometimes these stories have a grain of salt in them and what i found as i did treasures as i did these stories is that you know you, you what, what as i was starting to say before the break is that to to make them more authentic or to make them more in, to to make them more real um the pirates wouldn't leave clues to where they bury treasure however Remember, since they stole from the Spanish, the Spanish, British, and French were very interested in where these pirates were going. And if you would go back, and, and these are on the Internet, you actually have to go back to the primary sources with white gloves and, and go through the old um, logs, the old captain's logs of these ships that followed these. And they'll, the, the, the logs will say, Blackbeard stopped at Pond Island. You know, it, it'll say that. And if you use it, then what happens if you find this you go, and you go, back to the island, all of a sudden there's a treasure tale there, and you're kind of thinking, well, that's kind of interesting. You know, Blackbeard has been spotted here, and, and now there's a treasure story. So it kind of gives validity to the stories. And I tried to do that with as many as I could because that kind of makes the story a little more real, I thought. Oh, absolutely. Right. So do you have any, um, I mean, there's so many ghost stories associated with, like, all these spots. Do you have groups that, you know, go in and, and do an investigation there, or I don't know if you are involved with any paranormal groups or anything like that. Uh, basically, um, I don't. I um, I like to research them. So if people mm. people come to me a lot with stories like the Bangor ghost hunters will say we found a lost town, you know, things like that, mm, right. and that stuff fascinates me. You know, like you know, I, I like to do the research and find out if there's any truth to why this place is is why it is. That, mm -hmm. that, to me, that's the fascinating part. Mm, I um, like that so, part, too. <laughs> yeah, so I have tons of people that will tell me stories. And, I mean, if, if, if I look into it and I find that, oh, there's something to this. I mean, sometimes stories, they don't, they are what they are, you know, and they're just stories, right. and you really can't find anything about them. But as, as, I, as I write more stories and as I get more, um, you know, more historians involved in, in my work and, and I talk to more people, I, you know, the stories that have a little meat to them, I, I like to go in and find out what, 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 what is the story and, and find out as much as I can about it and give a, a pretty comprehensive analysis of what, of what that might possibly be. And, and to me, that's the fun part of it. So I don't know if that answers your questions. I, I do investigate as far as if the story has some merit. Does that make right. any sense? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, there's a lot of ghost stories. And, and believe me, because, because of what I write about, they really, it's not just a ghost story. It has to have some sort of treasure attached to it to, to pique my interest. Mm-hmm. 
So, right. you know, if there's a lost mine or something or a lost, you know, ghost town or a lost, some, something that is like, I guess, a physical, you know, like a pirate treasure or something, you know, something that, or a, a lost military fort or, you know, something along those lines. That, right. that stuff is what really interests me. And I do like finding, you know, or, or seeing if it's possible that, that might exist. I mean, they found, um, they found an old revolutionary fort under, you know, the Battery Park in New York. I mean, that stuff is really cool. Right. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and they found all kinds of military money there and all kinds. You know, Silver Lane in Connecticut, it's called Silver Lane because that's where Washington's troops used to travel, and they found tons of silver dollars on <laughs> Silver Lane. You know, that's why it's called that. It's fascinating stuff. Absolutely. I, you know? And and that's why a lot of these older, uh, you know, uh, buildings and stuff have to really be preserved because uh, there's so much history involved in just the structure itself and, and maybe even more, like you said, treasure as well. So, I mean, they, they really do have to be preserved because this is what people died for, for these old houses and old yeah. buildings. And they, and they all have a story. And they all tell our story. That's the point. I mean, we come from... New Englanders, we come from the Puritan stock. I mean, that, that's right. the pilgrims that came over here. That's, that's where we came from. And their stories and their, you know, it's fascinating. It's just, to me, that's, just, that's the fascinating part of, um, of, of treasure hunting is, is just the stories and, 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 the, and, the hist- and the historical part. I know a lot of people like to go out and find a treasure. I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's fun when you can do that. But, I mean, a lot of times it's, it's really the story because where the treasure is, I mean, you could you could be digging two two inches away from the treasure and never find it. I mean, right. I mean, it's very hard to find a treasure in the exact spot because everything's different now than what even even if you find clues, everything's different now. So mm-hmm. that's true. Now, yeah. now, let me ask you: are, you: are you one of those that have one of those metal detectors and go walking along the beach? I actually don't have a metal detector, but I actually do walk along the beach and see what I can find. But people have found cool stuff on the beach, and that's not a bad way to to get some good exercise <laughs> and to um, have a little fun walking on the beach. And, and after a big storm, that that's something that you it, it can yield amazing amount amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stories I've heard are, are just incredible about people finding really cool stuff. I mean, I know Dixie Bull, he, he was the first uh, North American pirate. He comes from Maine. Um, they found his wedding ring by doing that. Oh. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, you know, who, who would have thought that? So How, would, how did they know it was his? Uh, it was, inscri- it was um, inscribed oh. on the back, uh, or, you know, under, behind the ring. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm involved with the uh, Portsmouth Lighthouse, the uh, preservation group, and uh, we recently did a uh, fundraiser where this guy swam to uh, Whaleback Lighthouse and back. But anyways, he he swims every day in the Atlantic from the creek, and he says when he's done this, I know, no matter what the temperature is, uh, he he often finds, you know, archaeological... uh, uh, relics, uh, yeah, you know, right. he, he's found the, like the, the the clay pipes from like sailors and so forth, mm-hmm. uh, the shackles of slaves. Uh, there's so many different things, and they're right there, just for yeah. you to look at. Yeah, and and, and pick up, or or right. you know, and and mm-hmm. and they're as valuable as you know finding a diamond, uh, you know, and you right. can find silver and and gold, and I mean that, you know. They, they they do exist and they do exist and and most of the most of the gold on earth you know has been is is under our our waters because it's been on ships that were shipwrecked right so i mean there's a lot of gold in the ocean it really is it's amazing 
And, you know, I mean, every storm or every whatever, you know, it's going to shift, like you Mm -hmm. said. Right. And something else is going to be on the top. Right. Right. Or it's going to bring it on shore. Right. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot, a lot of shipwrecks out there. There really are. Our coastline was incredibly dangerous and way before lighthouses. And with the records, I mean, it wasn't just Massachusetts that had records. I mean, you know. Carolina, did it and the banks, yeah. It. it was, you know, it was the way of living, you know. Right. And they would kill the survivors, which it, so there'd be no, <sighs> no, there'd be no, no one could ever say it. And they did this for years. That's why they fought the lighthouses so bad. They didn't want them to going <laughs> to destroy there yeah. until Washington, you know, finally said, no, we're going to have it. And the Navy put a stop to a lot of it, too. But, you know, mm-hmm. before then, that, that that was a way of life. And, I mean, there's stories that, you know, People on Nantucket Island and and um, Martha's Vineyard, you know, they that if you didn't like it and you went over there, you would you you would you would die because there'd be no there, there's no other way to survive on these places at, at one point. So, um, so they had to be records. You were a plunderer, in yeah, one a record, form or yeah, another. a mooncuster they called them. But yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, it's a fascinating. I mean, those stories about Cape Cod and stuff are are fascinating. You know, <laughs> and they weren't evil people. They just this is the way they made their living, you know. <laughs> they weren't even people. They just killed people. That's all. I, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. Yeah. Misunderstood. That's all they were. Misunderstood, yeah. yeah. I, I'm I thinking maybe they were a little evil. <laughs> well, I mean, they were. But, and, and there are stories about a, a woman um, who was a, a notorious plun, uh, a wrecker. And it was it said in the story, and it's in, it's in my book, that she killed her own son. Because he was oh. on one of the wrecked ships. And, and he came on. He said, Mom. And, and she said, I, I can't let you live. And she killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so mm. they were very nice people, I guess, huh? Mm. <laughs> and they and they would get rich, and they would, you know, off off the misery of others. Hence, a haunted treasure, <laughs> right? You know, and, uh. and that's where the stories get interesting. There's always some death, or like I said, curse or jinx or something. Mm-hmm. There's some horrible event or something happened. Either what the person trying to find the treasure, or you know, or during the, the actual, you know, a lot of a lot of treasures are buried during natural disasters. Right. You know, um, or they're bare, or they're they're lost or forgotten during raids. You know, the Native Americans would raid. You know, um, and towns were destroyed. You know, remember over sixty percent of southern New England was towns were destroyed during King Philip's War mm-hmm. or abandoned. So there's lots and lots and lots of treasure that you can find during that area because the towns were just people just left, and then people came back and, and built over them. So underneath all that, right? You know. But I mean, it's it's really just because you bury something and, and you think you know what it is. Things change and everything right. else. Uh, I know. I remember when we were kids and we actually had a little treasure chest and we buried it and we could never find that damn thing again. <laughs> that's right. Maybe it's hundred years from now. Yeah, somebody will dig it up. Yeah, somebody will dig it up. That's yeah. why I said you could be digging two two inches from a treasure and never find it. Right. Right, I right. mean, a lot of it is luck, and a lot it, you know, people are very surprised when they find a treasure. Like, wow, you know, right. where did that jar of money come from? I mean, you know, people, farmers plowing up fields will find treasures because they're they're yeah. digging up the dirt. Yeah. My niece found an arrowhead because the the road had been dug up. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's luck, and it's just, it's just she happened to be there and find it. And the people that walked into Riceville just happened to be exploring. You know, and just. Right. Found this lost town. I mean, they weren't expecting to. That's the thing. They weren't looking for it. Uh-huh. Can you go? Oh, that's right. You said they don't let people into Riceville. You, I mean, you can. I mean, I don't, think, I don't think they guard it, but I, 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 I they, they, they discourage it now. They don't like you going and picking things up because it, it's, it's a time. It's, a, it's a, 
a time, time capsule. capsule. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So they prefer was, you don't, and they, they'd rather you didn't. Um, I know guides and hunters and snowmobilers, I'm sure they still, because, it, you know, it, it, it's up there, and, people, and we did break the story. They know it's there, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but we're, I, where is it in Maine? No. Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually off of um, Snowmobile Trail 89, so you get a snowmobile map up here, and that, that's where it is. Um, <laughs> snowmobile it, it, track it, 89. It's in Township 29, you know, um, up, yeah. up near Old Town. It's, a, it's about a five-mile walk in from the road. You, you can't get there by road. It, there is no road. Right. Um, and, and it's a five-mile hike, you know, but there is a snowmobile trail that goes right by the town, and it's Snowmobile Trail 89. I mean, it's not its not like it's hidden, hidden, but nobody ever reported it until wow. we went up and did so. But there's so many like that. I, a good friend of mine, uh, Marianne O'Connor, wrote a book, uh, yep. Haunted Hikes, yep. and Haunted Hikes talks about, uh, of course, uh, Roger's Treasure, yeah. Uh, oh God. Silver. Yeah. That, that's in Lost Loot too. The whole White Mountains. I talk a lot about the White Mountains. They're fascinating. Probably one of the scariest places are the White Mountains for haunted treasures. But. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Rogers Rangers is a great. And Marianne's a wonderful author. She's a good friend of mine too. We do a lot of book signings together. So. Oh really? Good. <laughs> yes, that's we do. Good to know. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we're we're a lot of the same places most of the time because our books are a lot alike and they they complement right. each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my niece lives up in uh, up in Maine. I'm going to have to ask her, and she's a snowmobiler. <laughs> yeah. Have her get so, you a map. <laughs> so, what do you think? Should we, we should go in and do a live broadcast from the haunted town of? Oh, that Ice would be Hill? fun. Yeah, yeah. Michelle will bring go. us they, in they on the snowmobile. And... They have Wi-Fi up there. Must have, right? Uh, I doubt it. Actually, Maine doesn't have a lot of Wi-Fi. We're no. working on that. We don't have a lot of cell phone tires. We have a lot of no. dead up here, but uh, <laughs> we're working really on that. Patricia, we, we want to, we're just about run out of time, so we want to thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, well, thank you. This is Patricia Hughes. Her, her She has written three books, uh, which are available everywhere. Uh, her website is uh, www.patriciahughes.com. Dot .net. Dot net. I knew I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> anything else you want to add? Or any appearances or anything you got coming up? Uh, oh, yeah. Know? On my website, it tells all my book signings. I'm going to be uh, – I'm headed to Connecticut next week for a couple book signings. Um, I'm going to – there's uh, – in Maine, I'm going to be in Maine a lot in, uh, toward the end of April. And uh, like I said, on my website, it has all my book signings and what time they are and what – and feel free. It gives my email address so you can contact me and, um, you know, I – it's it's a it's a fun hunt. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. I think so. And uh, hopefully, I'll I'll meet you uh, with this uh, TV show thing. So I hope we'll so. See. I hope so. So we want to thank you so much for coming on the show once again. Yeah. It's been Patricia Hughes, thank and uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, that was pretty cool. Oh, that was. Whoop. Oh, <laughs> that was really interesting. That was interesting. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I just oh, it was love... kind of cool. Do you like this stuff? I love that stuff. I mean, if I um, – I always wish that I had gone into archaeology, and I just love that stuff. Me too. Yeah. It's it's really exciting, and especially the whole ghost aspect of it, and it just yeah. – you know, that town is fascinating me. I really think that I need to go up there. We need to make it. a road trip. I think so. There you go. Not yeah. until the snow is gone up there. <laughs> oh, you bet your butt on that one. I'm not going to freeze I know it's a snowmobile own. trail, but I'm not going in on a snowmobile. <laughs> nah. Nah. We'll get some mountain bikes. We'll ride in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll let the wind go through my hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> you can find it. <laughs> but that anyways, is, I do no, have a couple don't. things coming up I got I want to mention before we run out of time and okay. that's uh the third Wednesday of this month is another uh paranormal study group at the Circles of Wisdom. You can sign up there. We're going to do a live um Skype broadcast with um Byron Jackson from Haunted Devon. We're going to talk about English ghost hunting techniques and how they vary from uh the US. Nice. So, yeah, and uh, on the 30th, I believe it's the 30th, uh, no, 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 where is that? That's March, it was April. Uh, 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 yep, the 30th, uh, I will be with Jeremy Dontremont, and we will be at Captain and Patty's in uh, Kittery and doing a Dining with the Dead on Haunted Lighthouses. Nice. Oh, yeah. Can I give a plug for a Facebook page? Yep, one second. Okay. And then uh, Hurry up. the tickets tickets are also available online. <laughs> Hurry up, we got time. All right, go ahead. Go, go, go. My friend Mike has a book out, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon, and he has a Facebook page, so we'd love you to go out there and like it. You got a Facebook page now? Yes, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomenon. Woo-hoo! Search for it. Is he yes, marching sir. into the, I mean, a guy who deals with electronics is finally getting into the internet. Wow. Yeah, That's only because I dragged him. All right. Time to wrap it up. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night and God bless. From ghoulies to ghosties. It's time to get your boots on with the boot campaign. With hosts Megan Roth and Bailey Gray. Thursdays at noon, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Sponsored by Austin Pang.